I just think they don't really know what's going to happen to him. We got to fight at the end of the day. Dude, this isn't the WWE. This is a real fight. I'm going to grab you. I'm going to get a hold of you. I'm going to get you on the ground. I'm going to beat the crap out of you. We're going to fight, and you have no idea what I'm going to do to you. I just love it. It's just really fun. And I think in those moments, I'm so present. It's almost happening in slow motion. My mom always says, don't sweat the small stuff. You know what? It's all small stuff. Is this thing on? This is Overdogs Podcast. Welcome to episode four of Overdogs Podcast, the drinking, betting, fighting, dumb shit show. I'm your host, Bags. We got Sam Alvey. We got Mac Malley. How's it going, boys? Oh, feeling wonderful, my friend. How are you tonight? I'm doing great, man. Can't complain. Mac? I'm good, dude. I'm good. Yeah. So big show tonight, Bo Nickel. We got him uh, for, I, I was going to, I said 10 minutes earlier, but, but Mac said it was definitely 17 uh, because he timed it from the last show. So for, we got both the reason. whole show today, obviously coming off a huge win, stunning kind of, I don't want to say stunning everybody, but stunning a lot of people with the, with the way he won that fight. Um, so, so we had a plenty to talk to. I know, I know Sam does for sure. Let's talk about, let's talk about 291 a little bit. Cause that was the last show yeah. with, uh, with mighty mouse, Sam, give me, oh, give me your yeah. thoughts. Anything like surprising on 291 that you thought. All right. So I, I called that card perfectly, perfectly. It would have been perfect to have the judges not screwed me on the Jan Blahovich fight. He uh-huh. won that fight. Judges, Come on. Oh, he, oh, here we he go. He won that fight. And I stand before that card. I said Alex is never going to win again at, at you did. the UFC. Wrestling is so atrocious. And he proved it. His wrestling is garbage. He didn't have a guillotine. He thought he did. He was taken down three times in the fight, held down every time. And Jan still lost. Jan had top control for over eight minutes of that 15 minute fight. And they still found a way to give to Alex. Mac. One of these days, I'm getting Sam's gonna beat my ass, but <laughs> I picked I picked Yawn, but nah, bro. Like at the end, I was like, that could go either way. I I just think he fucked himself in that first round. In that third round, even though he got that last takedown, I don't feel like he did enough. Again, I'm he not a judge, and oh, he, he out wrestled the shit out of him. Fuck yeah, he did. Yeah, that too. But it's like wrestled. I'm saying he won the stand up in round three. The only round that I might have given to Alex was round two, but even then, Jan took him down for two and a half minutes. It was one of those ones, man. It's just after I was like, I feel like it's going to go to Alex just because optics, just optics. You look at the stats and it doesn't look, I feel like Jan looked defeated. Again, like I don't do, I don't look back and judge fights like I'm a judge. I, I don't really mind either way. Again, I picked Jan as well, but, uh, I felt like that one was going to go to Perea just based off optics, like pride rules type stuff. Like, yeah, Jan had the far more – he racked up stats, takedowns, all that stuff. I want to say this. Sam covered his ass here because I had this on my checklist of things to say, right? Sam Alvey said Alex Pereira would never fucking win again in the UFC. I stand by it. <laughs> He's already won. <laughs> No, he, the judges, they're hiring blind people for judges in the UFC. So, Sam, you don't think Alex is a threat at 205 with his size and his striking? Like, like we all knew Jan would out-wrestle him, right? But but he looked pretty good on his fucking feet. He, he can't stand up. If, if the, 
everybody should take him down from here on out. Everyone just take him down because it's not hard. I'm not a wrestler, and I would take his ass down and hold on to him. Uh, I think the elevation got to Jan. I think it was 5,000 feet or something like that. And I don't think Jan was ready for that. So he put everything into round one, uh, and he gassed himself. By round three, Alex was gassed too. But at the end of the fight, Jan stood up and Alex laid down for a little bit longer. Uh, oh, I was the, the the elevation, and it does play a difference. I fought in Mexico City twice, to Colorado once. The elevation does make a difference. I believe it makes a difference. I just think they're both fighting in it. You are hundred percent. That's the thing. It's like you're both fighting it, and I and I do think it makes a difference because I like to ski, and whenever I whenever I first fly into like like Park City or wherever to go skiing. And I'm bringing my beers all the way up the steps. I'm gassed by the time I get to the, to the room. So I know it plays a fucking difference. I know it does. I tell you, I tell you the most surprising one to me, or the most impressive, I'll say. Go ahead, Sam. I was going to say, I thought you were going to say you're bringing your beers to the top of the mountain. No, just, just, just the fucking steps and I'm oh, gassed. I do that, bro. <laughs> okay. you, you get off the lift at the top. You dig a little hole next to one of the trees up there. And you plant some yeah, beers right. in there. So every time you come back down... That's right. Sometimes you find sometimes you find some stragglers over there, you know, in your beer section. Yeah, dude. (laughs) You might you'll find you'll find a lot of shit. (laughs) But uh, I tell you, I tell you, probably the most impressive one to me, man, was the very first fight. The way Kevin Holland manhandled fucking Kiesa, I was shocked. I wasn't fucking. I called commission about three minutes before it came. It was just there. it was just there, and then he got the darts, you know, going at going at the end of the round, and it's like, yeah, that's it was destined to happen. Okay, you have seven minutes of control time from Jan. That's significant. That's nearly that. that it wasn't seven even. It was seven and a half minutes. So that's dead ass half of the fight. Yeah, seven and a half minutes. A lot more than seven. Shit, I'm still. I'd be convinced with seven, but. Three out of eight takedowns, so he's, he's stuffed <laughs> five. In total strikes, 112 to 82, significance 52 to 70. So it's not a huge difference in strikes. Yeah, but I th- I'm telling you, from the eye test, ca- casual looked, fan eye test. It looked like I was, like I was like, Alex won it. I, that's the way I think I judge it, honestly. Just like round two was the only round that I really noticed and how tired Jan was. Round three, yeah. he outstruck Alex. I, I didn't think Jan was going to be able to finish the fight. He was so he was so exhausted. Wait, no, he out he outlanded him in the third round. Well, look, he lost the fucking fight, Sam. I mean, you know what else can we say? He lost the fight. You you said I had a perfect card. I had a perfect card, and Alex would never win again. And then you said I'm right because the judges fucked it up. <laughs> the judges are wrong. Yes, I'm right. <laughs> I'm right. That's always my favorite. That's always my favorite. He didn't lose, though. I mean, dude, but even just fans, just fans do that. They go, well, he didn't lose to him. And you go, better right now. He sounds like the typical football better, the typical UFC better. Like, I won, but the ref screwed me. Hey, guys, we got Bo in. Let's go ahead and bring him in. All right, get Bo in here. Bo can settle this for us. What's up, boys? How you doing, Bo? I'm good, y'all. Bo, pleasure to have you on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to chat it up. Let's do it. Yeah, and I don't think we've announced this uh, publicly, but but welcome to the Pandas. That hasn't been a public announcement, but let's fucking go, boys. Let's Bo go. Nickel, yeah. the newest Panda. Yeah. Let's fucking represent. We're going to do some collabs with uh, with Scrap Life, yeah. Bo's brand, and, and Pandas, and, and get something going there. So I'm excited about that, man. Um, 
I guess first off, man, congratulations on the baby on the way. Huge deal. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we're really excited. Uh, you know, my wife's 20 weeks now, so halfway and it's getting more and more real every day. The good thing is you can call me or Sam at any point. Sam has 14 kids. I've got three. Sam's got like 14 to 17 kids, something like that, Sam. Yeah, you guys should all know. You'll be the first people to know. Right now, my wife is not pregnant. You guys are the first <laughs> Breaking news. So, Breaking <laughs> news. Over the last <laughs> two years, it would have <laughs> All right, so, Bo, we were just talking about UFC 291 a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Anything surprising on that card? We were talking about, like, how good Holland looked with, you know, choking Kiesa out. We talked a little bit about – all right, so Sam says – here was verbatim. Sam said, I called that card perfectly. And I said, Alex Perea would never win again in the UFC. And I was 100% right, except the judges fucked it up. And he still thinks he's right somehow. I don't know. I mean, when I look at it, it just screwed me. Oh, you know. I don't know. It was a close fight. I feel like it was a close fight. So, you know, to me, to me, obviously, like, Jan won the first round easily. There's nobody debate that i think Pereira won the second round and then i think that if jan would have just taken him down and landed like three punches there would have been no question but but he didn't so he left enough question in the minds of people who to be fair probably aren't they're judging mma that doesn't mean they're experts in the sport so there was enough in my mind to where it was questionable, and I mean, they obviously they have they want Pereira to win that fight. So you know, people, it, it just the, the striking. Whenever there's like a a toss up of, all right, this guy dominated the grappling, this guy dominated the striking. They're gonna give the nod to the striking guy, in my opinion. I just feel like that's just how the the judges trend. So you know, did you know round three, Jan outstrike struck him. Round three, Jan outstruck him. Landed more by the numbers. He no, he, he threw more. Him. He he was nine short. I'm not gonna Mac. I know you and I aren't gonna fight Sam over this fucking decision. If 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 Jan won the fight, Sam Jan won the fight. You had a perfect card. You're still right. Alex still hasn't won another UFC fight and may never win one again. So you're right, it, Sam. Yes, that's all I'm saying. It reminds me of that. Was it was it Uriah Faber or Dominic Cruz, or was it about their fight where he's like, "Check the record, bud." Who was that? I think it was Uriah. That's I think it was right. Uriah. Because someone was saying the same thing. Do you, do you know what I'm yeah. talking about, Bo? Did someone? It was either Dom or Uriah. It was Dom, I believe, because I think Dom beat him like every time they fought. So I would assume that. Yeah, and he yeah he blamed the judges, and he was like, "Check the record, bud." Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway. I mean, it's it's 100% true, right? And it's it's true across all sports. It's not just fucking fighting. Like, it's football. It's it's NBA, whatever. Like, yeah, you, you should have won, but you guess what? You threw a 98-yard interception return for a touchdown. He lost fucking game. You know what I mean? Like, you still lost. That yeah, matters. there are really no moral victories, you know, in, in sports, to me at least. I've never felt that way. I mean, of course, you know, different people will feel differently, but I'm here to win. On the judges' scorecard, in my mind – on everybody's mind. So, you know, the moral victories, somebody else can have those. (laughs) 
Absolutely. Anything that you, any, anything that surprised you on that card or that you were like really impressed with? I was really surprised with, uh, with the main event, you know, Gagey Poirier. I felt like, you know, obviously Dustin's a teammate, a guy I see train a lot. I watch a lot of film on both guys. So, you know, I just, I saw the first round going, you know, close. I saw it pretty much going the way it did. And then I just figured Dustin was going to pick up steam as the fight went along and then get a fourth round, third, fourth round mm-hmm. finish. So, you know, the fact that I think Gaethje came out very conservative relative to how he normally fights, but in a calculated way, you know, he wasn't like conservative, afraid to get hit or taken down. He was, he was, I mean, to me, very, the way he fought was very impressive. I felt like he was pretty much, you know, on point on the first round. And then obviously was able to land, land a really big shot, which in MMA, that's it, right? Like you're not coming back from that. And so, you know, hats off to to Justin. I think that he set himself up very well moving forward to, you know, again, fight for the belt, fight Islam or Charles, whoever wins that fight. And I mean, he's improving to me. He's improved a lot. Just, just based off that fight, I think we can see that Justin Gaethje is, is a much, much better fighter than what we've seen in the past. And, uh, you know, and at the same time, I think Dustin's going to bounce back, right? Like he's had stuff like this happen before, but you know, he'll, he'll bounce back and he'll be fine too. But crazy, crazy stuff happens, man. Crazy stuff. It was. It was, it was good. It was a great card. Like Holland, you know, choking out Kiesa was, was phenomenal. Like great start. And then fucking Derek Lewis coming in at 265 with abs and doing a flying knee. Like, <laughs> you know, I heard that there were two decisions or something or two or three decisions on that entire card from early prelims through prelims through main card. It was like, what when has that ever happened? That's insane, you know. So it happened, it's only happened like twice ever. It was all finishes, but that one came close. What's funny is the card that uh that that Bo was on was like I think they said the four, four or five was like the quickest knockouts under yeah. a minute and a half or something like that, wasn't it? There was some yeah. kind of record there. Yeah, and one thing that was really cool about that was you know, Robbie Lawler 38 second knockout, and then me 38 second. <laughs> right like you know the last fight in his career very you know the beginning of mine and and to go out with the the same amount of time in back-to-back fights too because he was main event on Mm -hmm. the prelims and i was you know opening the main card so that was just insane i can't imagine what that felt like as a fan watching in the crowd you just see robbie lawler go knock some dude out and then you see me boom do it back to back they're probably having a good night (laughs) you were the fifth first round like under half a round KO on that card. Um, and by the way, dude, good lord, bro. That upper what you didn't have to do all that, man. That was violent as fuck, bro. It was sick, bro. I was geeking. So yeah, I can confirm fans were pretty freaking out about that. Thanks, bro. I was. You knew dude, I I watched I that breakdown you did. You did on someone's channel where you literally walked it through. You're not even looking at the fucking screen. You remember every nanosecond of that fight and why you did what you did. And I tweeted something about saying, I think it's rare fighters have that type of recollection about a fight because a lot of times they go, fuck, I don't even remember. Something happened. Did you learn that? Because I was like, no, I think Bo's a little bit different. I think he literally does remember it. I don't think you had time to go back, even though it was 38 seconds, to study the tape move for move. I feel like you are cerebral enough. You actually remember what you go through. Am I wrong? No, you're 100% correct. And and for me... I've always been like that with with my wrestling matches, and um, you know I could I could probably walk back and remember 
most, if not all of the wrestling matches in my NCAA career, a lot of my matches in high school. And even I still remember matches when I was a kid. So, you know, I think that that's part, partly just being a student of the sport, partly just always studying and, and really kind of being all in, in, in what I do. And also just, I just love it. It's just really fun for me. And I think in those moments, I'm so present, you know, um, I think that it's a very, it's almost as things are happening, it's happening in slow motion. Like I felt mm-hmm. that like when, when I saw in my first fight, just seeing the reactions of my opponents and then being able to kind of read them, being able to take advantage of whatever mistake they're making. It's almost, it's happening in slow motion. And, and because I have great, great coaches and great training, then, you know, good stuff happens. And that's kind of how it felt in this last one. I, I saw, few things um, made it made a few adjustments in the first 10 15 seconds and then after i knew he was was dropping that lead hand worrying about the takedown just came right over top with the hook and uh it was kind of funny because after that there were it was so many decisions in my mind and and in the span of 0.1 seconds all right am i gonna stay back and kind of be, be measured am I gonna is this like the time to go for it and now and then I, and I'm like should I should I throw a punch should I throw a kick should I throw a knee what, what's the move here and then uh the training takes over so you know the work since since I'm southpaw I fight a lot of orthodox fighters the straight left hand is my number one my number one uh punch number one attack that I use it's just a great great weapon so then that that's just kind of what came out straight left hand and then I knew I needed it after I landed a straight left hand and a hook I knew I needed to come back with something from a different angle to really put him out. So then that finish him off. Yeah, dude. Sorry, sorry, bags. I'll just say this. It's, it's really, really dope. You say that you remember the call. Cause when I tweeted that a lot of people were like, dude, it was 38 seconds happened three days ago. I'm like, you guys don't get what I'm talking about. Cause you literally watch a fighter, watch, watch it back. back. Ooh, I caught him sick with that. That was dope. Oh, yeah. They don't remember. It's like, no, no, both different. I promise. And then someone in the comments goes, dude, he can like literally remember step by step his college wrestling. So there, verification. I was right. Bo is built different. What I'm bad at, what I don't remember is, is, is honestly names. I'm like freaking terrible with names, you know. I'm in the same boat, man. I'm in the same boat. I got a couple of questions for you because that fight. And I remember I felt really bad for you because your opponent withdrew. And I was like, oh, he's not going to get a fight, right? And then you got uh, Val to step in. And we had just had Mike on the episode uh, right like a couple of days before this fight. And Mike was like, yo, I've, I've trained with Val. And the guy has a fucking right hand like Mike Tyson. He's like, I'm not saying he'll catch Bo. But I'm saying he's got a right hand that if he catches anybody on the planet, they're going to go to sleep, right? So now all of a sudden you get thrown into this situation where it's like, new guy, you know he's a heavy hitter. What is the mentality of that? Is it, does it change or is it just like, fuck it, this is what I've been training for, I'm going to do it anyway? And here's my follow-up to that. Was there, was there any kind of thing in your head where you said, you know what, I know I can take this guy down and choke him out and beat him on the ground, but I want to do it differently just for – shits and giggles right so i think initially um my reaction to having my opponent withdraw was that i wasn't going to get a fight you know i I thought there's no way i'm going to get somebody to accept this fight and at the same time i told myself going into mma i'm not really interested in doing these 
short notice fight. Like I'm not, I'm not interested really in stepping into short notice fights. I'm not really interested in, in last minute changes of opponents because to me, I'm a professional. I train very seriously. Um, and I'm spending a lot of time and effort and, you know, to go out there and perform my best. And if weird things happen that are going to throw that off, then, you know, I'm not just a guy that's going out there to get a check. It, it doesn't mean anything to me to, to, to get a check. So I'm, I'm fighting to, to compete, to win. And um, so that's, again, another reason, like I said, I, I just assumed that I wasn't going to get a fight. And so then they tell me, all right, we got this guy that agreed to fight you. He's 7-0. and He's got five finishes. And initially I'm like, all right, well, let's see the film, you know, let's see what he looks like. And I, I definitely saw, you know, a lot of danger with his power and, and what he could do. But to me, he wasn't so different from my opponent that I felt like it made that big a difference. And I also felt like just very confident in my abilities and what I can do out there. And so a couple of my coaches kind of didn't like it. You know, they weren't really 100% on board, but it was my decision at the end of the day. And so I called Malky that this was all Monday night. So I had basically the night sleep on it. The morning, I was like, yo, let's run it. I'm ready to go. Let's, let's, let's do it. They sent me over the bout agreement. I signed. And then from there, I watched some film on him. You know, I watched all his fights, make sure I'm prepared. When I went out there, I was very loose, very relaxed, very confident. I think that I had a certain expectation of what he would do. He, he was trying to counter me, trying to be measured. And so I had to make an adjustment in my game plan. And I really felt like, I was just setting up a takedown. I'm setting it up to take him down, setting him up to get him on the ground because that's my that's my game at the end of the day. But I guess I'm got some power too. So <laughs> I hit him flush and, and it was you over. Think? But I just feel like that's kind of how I compete. You know, that's kind of just how I am. I'm a good athlete. I just go for it. And uh, so it worked. You know, I think that all my training kind of – I was able to show, show some stuff there and uh, – yeah, I mean, I, going in, I was like, all right, I'm going to take this dude down and choke him out. Easy money. And then, you know, ended up knocking him out. And that's just, I think, you know, a testament to my coaches and working working on the hands a little bit. Yeah, you're being humble as fuck right now, but, like, that had to feel great, bro. You're knocking out the, you're knocking out the, the power puncher in front of everybody. Like, that has to be a phenomenal feeling, right? Because people didn't expect that out of your game, and it's like, all right, now, now we know, like, Bo's got hands. I'm, I'm here to fight, you know, and I think that's something that was really the advice. The, the, what made me realize that was, is actually funny. So before my first amateur fight, I trained for four weeks for an, my first amateur fight and I was just excited to get in there. And so I'm getting ready to, to fight. It's like an hour away. And my dad's in there in the locker room with me. And my dad just says, Hey, you know, he was a college football player and wrestling coach and stuff. And he just tells me, Hey, you know, I know, uh, I'm not a pro fighter or anything, um, uh, so I, I don't know necessarily 100% what I'm talking about, but I've been in a few fights, and you don't go out there and uh, and think about what you're going to do. Just do it. And uh, don't, like, don't go out. He was basically just saying, don't go out there and be hesitant. Just go out there and win the fight. And I've taken that advice. Honestly, psychologically, that's been the best advice that I've gotten for fighting because – I think that's why I've gone five professional fights, two amateur fights, and I haven't even gotten hit is because I'm going out there. I'm not going out there to do techniques. I'm not going out there to try to do techniques. I'm going out there to fight. 
And that's why you see stuff like that happen where, you know, I knock this dude out cold um, because I train, you know, obviously a certain way. And uh, that's going to come out if, if you're training, the, you know, or if, if, if you have the right mentality in competition. You know, I think I see some guys come out there and they're either getting nervous and they just shoot. They don't know. They're just like, oh, I got to get them on the ground. Or they're trying to do techniques. They're like, all right, I'm going to fake the jab and throw a low kick. And then you see them do it. And then they just, some dude just bombs, just crushes them. And I'm like, all right, bro, I'm not really trying to get hit. I'm trying to win this fight. And so, you know, I think that's why I'm able to perform the way I have because I just let the instincts take over. So, so this is what I thought of right after the fight. And, 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 I, and, I, and I'm going to harp on this fight a little bit because the knockout was so fucking impressive, right? And if you're, if you're not a fight fan, it's like, oh, it's just a knockout. If you're a fight fan, you realize how impressive it was. And Roy Jones Jr. always says, your hands are only as fast as oh, your I was going to say, bro, he gets in and out so and fast. The way, the way that you got in and out with your feet, bro, he didn't have a fucking chance to even – by the time you were out, he was, he was trying to counter. And then you were back in, right? Like, he, he didn't stand a chance. Your feet were so fast, in and out, in and out, in and out. And it was like every land, every punch was thrown with a purpose and landed where it needed to land. And it was just super impressive. Well, I, I appreciate that. You know, it, it was kind of funny because I definitely. Your years of wrestling, man, the way you were able to slide out and slide back in with the, the I mean, it was almost like you were going to take that shot on your way back in, but you came back up with the, with the hook. It was just, it was brilliant. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that, um, I knew everything that happened with the fight, right? Like kind of looking back on, um, you know, what do you call it? Looking back on it to kind of recap it. But what did surprise me was the first video I saw, I was just like, damn, I'm fast. like, whoa, that was so fast. I don't even know how, how he could have even done anything about that. Um, so to that was one thing that, that did surprise me. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've done done sports all my life I didn't just just wrestle and I've always been a good athlete you know I, I feel like um if I would have played football or lacrosse or baseball or, or any of those sports I could have done it at a very high level professionally and so you know I think that I'm able to do some things I've got some god-given gifts that I'm able to, to to use and display and I'm very very grateful for that but at the end of the day you know it's it's a, mostly technique it's mostly reps and reps and reps of moving a certain way and it is really interesting because you never hit somebody like that in, in in a sparring in training i'm never trying to knock my sparring partner out now i'm in eight ounce big padded gloves or in boxing gloves and so when you do that in a fight i guess go if, if you haven't fought it very much like me you go into a fight and you do that you're, you do kind of have to be like whoa like, that was crazy you know I, i've only done that a couple times and uh yeah i'm getting better and better and so hopefully it looks cooler and I'll keep, I'll be able to do that to world-class strikers here before long. So I, I, I do have a quick question here. Like your, your weight, how much do you cut? Are you a big cutter? Or are you a, or are you not? I would say no. You know, um, I always bumped up in wrestling and stuff. Uh, my freshman year, I was 70, 174. I went up to 84, my sophomore, junior year, and my senior, I finished at 97. So I never really cut a lot of weight um, in my wrestling career. And now for fighting, it might, it's going to seem like a lot to the average person, but I weigh probably 205 to 207. And so I'm losing, you know, 21, 22 pounds down to, to 86, 85, 86. And so 
you know, but it comes off very easy. I have a great uh, nutrition coach, great um, team that I work with to help me with all of that. And I've done it my whole life. So, you know, like I said, I'm not, I'm not a big cutter. It's not like I'm, you know, Paulo Costa or Pereira, those guys coming down from 230, but I'm a, I'm a good size middleweight. I think I'm right on that uh, perfect kind of descent to where it's enough, but it's not too much. And my cardio is not really affected and I'm still very strong and, and very fast and, you know, not going to get tired. But uh, yeah, the weight cuts, they're, they're not easy, but they're not insane. Yeah. Reason I was saying that is because your speed was so fast for 185. Like you look, I mean, it was, it was, dude, it was lightning fast. So I'm sitting there thinking like whatever weight you're at, you know, you, you don't need to go any more above that because you've got the power, you've already got the wrestling and it's like, you've got the knockout power and the speed was just, that was, that was the first thing that blew my mind. Like, like you said, but I was going to bring it up too. You were, you had already like checked his chin and you're already so far out against an explosive striker. He's not, you're not even on, you're on second base already. Like that shit was mad crazy. It was. We were going ham in my house, dude. We were sitting when that shit happened. My whole house, I had like 15 people over at the house. We were going crazy. And all, I'm getting texts, and they're like, bro, how did, how is he this fucking fast? He's one of the best wrestlers on the planet. Now he's got fucking hands and he's that lightning fast. Like, this is a major problem at 185. A major problem. I guess the real question is, is who would you rather fight, uh, Izzy or Strickland? I don't really care, you know. Um, I hope it's a good fight. I hope they perform well at And uh, I think I would, I would much rather fight. Zicklin doesn't really have that, that name recognition. And, you know, he hasn't really done nearly as much as, as Adesanya. Having defended his belt so many times and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I, I think that, you know, he's a, great, he's a great fighter. They're both great fighters. But, you know, I don't really, really care who wins. Um, but they, they're not going to be – in that position for long because that's going to be me, you know, before too long. And I think that uh, I'm not in a rush to get there, but with the way, just the way that everything's been happening and how much better I've been getting every day that uh, I think it's going to happen fairly soon. Well, so I've seen you say this quite a bit, right? Cause you talked about like fighting comms out at, at Allegiant, but you've always been very calculated in saying like, I'm in no mm-hmm. rush to get there. Right. Where most guys would want to fucking, you know, they want the title fight right now. They want it right now. But you're, you're, you're very kind of calm in the way you approach this. Explain, explain that mental process a little bit because it's, it's very different for most fighters or most athletes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to me, I think that I just have a different mindset, you know. A lot of guys are in, they're, they're fighting for much different reasons than, I'm, than what I'm fighting for. I think obviously – there's a lot of people that are that are very motivated, that love fighting, that want to be champion. But you know, I think that maybe they are a little unrealistic about their views on themselves, or maybe they're a little more motivated about the money, the status, the fame that comes with um, being at the top of the sport. You know, to me, I, I'm I'm in this for for the long run, and I'm in this because I love fighting. I could do 20 other things that would probably make me more money and I would be way less stressed about, but I just love it. And, you know, so I'm not looking to get in and get out. And and, I'm, and I think some people, they're just motivated differently. I just want to get better every day. And, and that's more, that's even more important to me than winning the belt than, than these goals. It's more important to me to just keep improving, keep getting better and get, 
and, and realize my full potential. And, and I don't even really know what that is at this point. I just set my goals to the absolute pinnacle of the sport to the highest they could be to being the number one pound for pound fighter in the world. But, you know, and, I, and I'm never going to stop until, until I, I, I get that, but maybe it goes, it goes past that. Maybe it goes further than that. And then to me, it's just how you do that is get better every day, improve, love what you do, enjoy it. You know, and, and, and then the other stuff comes. So, you know, the, the title fights, the, main events, the sold out Allegiant stadiums, the, the incredible moments, those will all come and I'm going to make the most of them and be present and uh, enjoy them. But most of my time is just grinding, working, having fun, training. That's, that's what I, you know, I'm doing 99% of the time. And that then the, the 1% of the time that I get to show out, that's when all that stuff kind of just comes to fruition. Matt, what you think? I got like a kind of deep, I don't know. I don't know if you'd say it's deep, but it's like, I don't know if you've ever been asked. How deep are we going? How deep are we going? I've never measured. You layer? All right. He's going underneath those shades. (laughs) You'll never know, man. You got. (laughs) All right. But peep this. Essentially, what I want to, what I'm curious from someone like you, your perspective, you know, we have in, it's like, the UFC people do not like a lot of fans. I mean, you get just like anyone. You have haters, whatever. Everyone has haters. Uh, Mo- Ice bags has. I can't believe how many haters he has. Um, but like, they feel like when the UFC pushes somebody because they're so elite or something, like you get preferred treatment. And so, one thing I brought up after the fight, I was, you know, always takes me like a day to really go over like a fight card, and digest all the information I find interesting about it. And one of them was I saw so much, like, appreciation and, like, oh, praise for JDM. And I'm not ripping on JDM um, at all. But JDM goes out there and has a three-round banger, like, drag-out fight that wasn't looking good at most times against someone on five days' notice. And I said, now watch him get praised and Bo get shit on for doing the exact same thing but taking the dude out in 38 seconds. So that illuminates my point. Like, what do you think it is about people that come out here, talk this shit, they get pushed by the UFC, they do the damn thing. What do you, like, what What the fuck is that about? And from your perspective, like, do you just go, well, just keep watching? When do you think you win them over? Everybody, I mean. Right. Yeah, you know, I think that uh, I'll just continue to be myself, be honest, be genuine with with my, my interviews, my conversations that I have with people. And I think that, they, they, they just, the fans need to get to know me. They need to get a, a, a chance and a second and some time to be able to know me, understand me, understand where I come from. The UFC obviously does a great job with promoting, pushing fighters and telling the story. And so I think the more people get to know my story and just who I am, that they uh, will, will end up liking me and rooting for me. I see it now with college wrestling fans. When I was in college, Ohio State fans and Iowa fans, Oklahoma State fans, they hated my guts. They were like, fall fall off a ledge or fall off a cliff or something, you know, and they could care less. And now, at, after I graduated, and, or actually, honestly, by the time I was a senior in college, I'd have people come up to me in an Iowa shirt. Man, I hate that you're with Penn State, but I love watching you wrestle. Listen, I love watching you compete. And so I think that, and, and you know, maybe there's a couple people that are never going to change, but... I think that the more people get to know me, they, they understand my dedication, my discipline, my character, 
that I don't think that I'll have very many people that, that want me, want to see me lose. And even now I feel like 90% of people want to see me win. So, you know, yeah, we can boost that up a little bit. We can get to 99%, but um, that just takes time. 100%. I, I, I know the solution here. All right, here's my advice. And I know you work with uh, Jake Paul and better, right? Your partner there, your friends with Jake. I'm telling you, you need, you need to get with Jake and just give him, he gives you like a 45 minute crash course and just mad talking shit. Oh, and, yeah. and, and, and you'll skyrocket up the fucking Twitter rankings and the IG rankings. And, and we'll get a shit. giant robotic panda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, like, like Jake sells a fucking fight, right? Love him, hate him. The guy talks enough shit to sell a fight. It's like, it's the Connor method, right? Like you need to launch it. You need to launch a, a whiskey brand and just talk crazy shit and then go beat people up. Can't talk all that shit. If you keep, if you keep losing, you got to keep winning. It doesn't matter if you handpick fights or anything like that or whatever someone's opinion might be about those fights. You got to fucking win. Talking shit, winning. There you go. Or just keeping it real like Bo and saying just no one fucking deserves to be in here with me. That's one thing I find fascinating about Bo. I don't think I've ever heard him talk about I specifically want that. It's like he's just he's on like an anime. I don't even watch anime, but I feel like there's definitely one out there where the whole point is this dude doesn't care about anything earthly riches. He's just proving to himself that he's the most gangster dude on the planet. I find that fascinating. And that leads me to one quick question. Like, is there anybody like a scalp out there that you're like, okay, that's one I would push for. I specifically want that. You know, I've, I've, uh, I've called for Hamza fight. Um, yep. I think that that's a big fight, but really at the end of the day, to me, that's that battle that he, he's just, um, a, a name, right? Like insert anybody. It could be anybody like there, there really, there has to be the good guy hero. There has to be the, the bad guy that's, doing things his way and we got to meet up. So to me, he's kind of that. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I, I want that fight obviously, but that could, he could be, it doesn't really matter that it's him specifically. Like it's not personal out here. He could be anybody. And um, you know, to me, I just kind of, I see myself in, in the light of the good guy and the guy that people want to win and who people are going to root for. And I, I think that obviously there's a lot of people that, that like him as well, but I think he just is a little more of the, the bad guy persona. And so, you know, that, that's a big fight and that'll be, be a fun fight. And I think it'll just be overall like, like a, like a movie, the, the lead up, the build up, everything that goes into it. But at the end of the day, we got to actually fight. It's not going to be actors. It's not going to be fake. It's not going to be, you know, a, uh, a movie it's going to be real life and and i'm prepared and i'm ready to go and i think that he'll get um a big dose of reality in, in that fight and you know i'll just have to check just, it just the thought of that one well stay <laughs> ready yeah stay ready because cost is going to get injured they're going to need a last minute filling so you stay ready and that dude, why, why did Tom that? What is your opinion, Bo? Why would you think he he set out for so long? He goes through that banger with Gilbert. What would be your take on that? Do you think he went, oh shit, like this was supposed to be easy, it was not. So I'm gonna take some time. Or what do you think it is, man? There's probably a lot of things factored into that. You know, I think you you fight a fight like that, you need to take a lot of time off. 
So that's probably smart. I think that I'm sure he's realized a little bit that he's not invincible and that he can get, get touched up and it doesn't really feel good. I think that he you know, was trying to contemplate going to 185, going to 170, what's better for him. He's a big weight cutter, so obviously he's not wanting to make 170 four times a year. That's too much for him. But he still wants to, you know, win the belt at 170. So, yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of things that that go into that. Why he's taking so long? I mean, he's probably making way more money than he ever has, and he doesn't need to fight. So, you know, maybe that's it, that has something to do with it. He doesn't want to. He doesn't really need to fight, so he's not going to. Um, but I don't know. I don't really. I I, I think that that that's kind of been normal for him aside from the very beginning of his career when he, he fought whatever two or three or four times in the year and people are making a big deal of him fighting back-to-back weeks and uh but since then he's that's been kind of the standard for him he hasn't really fought a lot mm-hmm. I, i'm gonna get a little controversial here so what was your thoughts on when 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 Drykus won right beautiful fight Great fucking ending. And then Izzy comes in and throws that spectacle. Sam and I have, and I have talked about it on, on camera before. Very unimpressed with the way he handled himself. So, so it's really two parts. What did you think of like that situation? And then how the fuck are you going to handle that situation when you're there with, with Sean saying crazy shit and Izzy saying crazy shit and you're much more of a sub- subdued personality? Like, like how do you handle right. that? That's a great question. You know, I think first off, just my assessment of the situation, it was weird. I don't like when people do things that I feel like are for the show that are, they're doing things that are felt forced. Yeah. Forced. And it's like, it's like, dude, this isn't a WWE. This is a real fight. So, if you want to do that, all good. What, like, whatever. It just that's not the route that I'll take. And I don't know, man. I don't really feel like people. If, if they're gonna come come at me, talk crap, this and that. I, I said it. I, I just think they don't really know what's gonna happen to them. We got to fight at the end of the day. I'm gonna grab you. I'm gonna get a hold of you. I'm gonna get you on the ground. I'm gonna beat the crap out of you. Like I, I haven't had to be emotional and i'm never gonna fight emotionally but i haven't really like wanted to hurt anybody and i haven't really had anybody that's like talk crazy you know i just think that the guys that have signed the fights for me so far just have no idea what they're getting into i think it's gonna be the same thing with the guy at the top maybe they try to build it up a little more maybe they'll try to talk some crap get into my head listen man i've been competing talking crap you know dealing with dealing with adversity dealing with people in your face since I was a little kid. And uh, you, you you really have to go to a youth wrestling tournament um, and, and see how these parents act and how the, the kids act to understand, like, it's really that much different from the way these fighters are, what, what they're going through. And so, you know, if somebody wants to, to act crazy to me, it's like, all right, I'm not going to really match that energy. I'm just going to let you know, like, we're going to fight and you have no idea what I'm going to do to you. So, yeah. I, I want to say... I, I want to say cap, cap, absolute cap. I don't want to hurt people, he says. I believe you, but, dude, the fuck was that follow-up punch, dog? That was, like, Hindo-esque. I'm just saying, Here's you might thing, not be bro. trying to do something, but you're trying to end something. No, dude, it's a sport. So, at the end of the day, the, the object of my sport is is to win the fight. So, yeah. you know, 
But you could swing a baseball bat and hit a homer, or you could try to kill that fucking ball. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You're I mean, swinging for homers. That's all I'm saying. I know you're a great guy, but good to lord, me, hard for you I to think, say. Yeah, to me, the most the, the biggest thing is it's it's not emotional. It's not like yeah, it's not like somebody on the playground just you know flicked you on the forehead and then you're like, ah, oh, I want to get you. It's like you know, I'm doing this as a profession, you know, I'm a professional. And so to me, really, I just see like your, your head. It's not like you're a person. I just see that. And I'm just going to like knock it off this planet. So that, that's kind of like the idea. Right. Um, but it doesn't really matter who you are. Like it, 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 it just, it's just your, your body. It's just whatever I decide to do to you. Like it doesn't really, it's not personal. No, I, I I know, man. It's just funny because it is violent as shit when you get going. And so it's just funny to hear you say that. Like, I ain't trying to hurt anybody. I wasn't trying to hit a home run. Like, Christ. Right? You get it, me. It's not, the, uh, it's not the objective. It's just the byproduct. That's terrifying. It just happened to go 430 center <laughs> yeah. field. Yeah, I wasn't trying to hit 470 right. dead center. My bad, guys. I was going for a triple. No, it's just funny, man. All right, let's let's do this. Let's break down the 292 yeah. card, and then uh, Bo, you can stick around as long as you want to. We just sit here and bullshit, but let's break down the card. You can hang around if you need to bounce. You can bounce. All right, prelude the card while I just grab beer. I'll be back twenty two seconds. Yeah, yeah. T- take your time, Mac. No, no big deal, buddy. Go get you. Go get your beer. All right, hey Bo, Bo, how fun was uh, golfing with Trump though? Dude, it was insane. So. I texted you and I was like, holy shit. Right after my fight a couple of weeks ago. And then from there, we just kind of became like bros. We were just broing out, talking the whole time, talking about golf, talking about fighting, talking about sports. We didn't even really talk about politics. We were just talking about other stuff. And uh, for whatever reason, he liked me. He was like, just thought I was a cool dude and uh, invited me back to his course for the Live Tour. So the last three days for Live Tour, we hung out pretty much every day and uh, he had to go to iowa on saturday to you know to the state fair and, and speak but yesterday was it was yesterday yeah, yesterday i hung out with him like, for five hours in his suite and we just talked and chilled and broke out so he's the man he's, he's super popular i fucking love this yeah i love this he's a huge he's a huge he's like a legitimate fight fan though right? oh he loves it yeah he was at my fight um, yeah you know, 290 he was at ufc miami yeah he loves fighting yeah, I love that. Bo's gonna end up on fucking campaign tour with uh, with Donald. Yeah, security, just working security. I'm calling it now. Yeah, security. <laughs> well, it was funny because uh, we were walking around the golf course, and it's like, it's we're walking on the in like the, the basically the fairway, like the and there's there's string kind of lining the course where the fans are outside of it, but it's like a string. It's it's a, it's a string and post, so anybody could just move it out of the way and run up. And, you know, obviously he's got like 30 secret service around him and they're all pushing people back and stuff. And, and he said, you, you know, can take the day off. I got this motherfucker today. Yeah. So he asked, hey, come up here, walk, walk <laughs> with me, walk with me. So I'm walking with him and stuff and uh, we're talking. And the whole time I'm just thinking, yo, one, I don't want to get in the way of the secret service because, you know, yeah, I get it. I'm a pro fighter, but like these dudes are, are different, right? Like they're. They're, they're, they're doing a whole different thing. And so, but two, I'm thinking if somebody rolls up like with bad intentions, I'm going to knock them out cold. Like I'm going to do it, you know, like no doubt. So I was kind of just like a little on edge, but also not wanting to get in the, the secret service way, but then being like, 
if it pops off, like I'm throwing a freaking elbow in face, like, no doubt. But uh, yeah, it was it was awesome. It was super fun. You're not doing good on your argument but that you don't want to hurt people. Trying to get a yeah. fucking autograph. <laughs> He's like, someone runs up here talking shit. They're going to knock the fuck out. I don't want to hurt anybody, though, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's break down this 292 Wait, you got to answer them. Did you beat him? Did you guys Did you guys play each other? Did you win? No, dude, I suck. He's, like, really good, so I just. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. All right, we found the one thing Bo can't win in. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not good at that. I'm going to work. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. That's that's the one. Look, I'm telling you, here's the problem, though. Golf is the greatest game on earth, right? Because you can play it until, you're, until you die. Until you stop walking, you can play the game. No. But don't ever get caught in a Nassau bet with a bunch of 70-year-old men because you're <laughs> fucked. They hit it 150 down the middle. They hit it 120 to the green. They chip and they putt, and it's done. They move on to the next hole. Yeah, that's uh, that's from experience. That's going to be me when I'm 70. <laughs> I can't right. I, I hope it's me when I'm 72. Golfing for All right, let's break this thing down, boy. Starter fight is uh, Cheeto Vera minus 184 against Pedro Munoz. Bo, you kick it off first. Give us quick analysis and your pick. Great fight, you know. I think that uh, obviously both guys have great low kicks, um, good base. Cheeto, um, I think, lost to Sandhagen in his last fight. I believe Pedro. Got the eye poke with O'Malley. Has Pedro fought since then? Uh, I believe Pedro's fought. Let me double check. But um, that's going to be a good fight. I think that three rounds, it's going to go to a decision. Both guys got a good chin. Pedro decisioned uh, Chris Gutierrez. That's right. Yeah, Pedro looked great against Gutierrez. That was a great fight for him. Um, I think whoever wins is going to be the guy that is able to check the kicks the best. So. I'm boys with uh, Cheeto and Pedro's a teammate, so I'm not, I'm not good. I can't pick somebody. But tell me what y'all think, <laughs> Mac. Um, I feel like this is one of those trajectory fights. Like, I mean, I'm, I'll never be able to. I will not sit here and pretend to like technically break down stuff in front of Bo Nickel. I just will not make a fool out of myself. Hey, I want to hear what you think. You might be right. Well, yeah. Well, I just feel like you, you did. You did against Mighty Mouse. Come on. I was probably a couple more beers deep by then, man. I was feeling brave. All right, peep this. I just feel like this is like bro science, man. I'm going to do the bro science part. You and Sam can do the super technical shit. I just feel like this is one of those trajectory fights where Pedro's been struggling. He's been struggling. He always puts on bangers. Love the dude. I mean, he's had tough fights. He's one of those classic Jose Aldo, Dominic Cruz, Sean O'Malley, Chris Gutierrez. Like, that's a pretty wicked lineup. Before that, it was Jimmy Rivera, Frankie Edgar, and Aljamain. Like, he's had a rough go just because – you know, that's the elite. But with Vera, he's been kind of... Damn, now I kind of talk myself into the opposite. I don't know. I kind of think Pedro might be able to pull this one off. Bro science, you're, dude. You're just guessing, dude. You have no idea. That's my on. point. What did I just say, man? I'm not trying to be a fool around. <laughs> hey, Max says, I'm just guessing here. And then he names off the last nine fights the guy fucking has, right? Like, come on. Well, All right, Sam, what you got, brother? I, I'm taking Pedro in this. Uh, Cheeto is amazing. He, he's very talented, but I don't think he's supposed to win. And there's something to that. I, a lot of times the guy who is supposed to win finds a way to win. I think Pedro's on the way up. I, coming off O'Malley and then Gutierrez. And Cheeto, he's coming off of what was a title eliminator. He, he's only lost to Corey Sanhagen. He beat Cruz, fought Frankie, Davey Grant, lost to Jose. Yeah. Trajectory fight. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm – 
It is. I, I'm, I'm taking Pedro in this one. All right. I'm going Cheeto. Make it simple. All right, next one. Fucking the up-and-coming potential superstar, Ian Gary. Oh, that's Minus 420 with the fill-in, Neil Magny. The old fill-in, Neil Magny. That's a hell of a fill-in. Go ahead, Bo. Um, yeah, this fight, um, to me, seems pretty obvious. I think that Ian Gary's going to beat him up. Um, you know, Magny's tough, man. He's been there forever. Very good fighter. Very well-rounded. But, you know, this is a great fight for Ian Gary. And, um... It's a fight he should win. So, to me, it's more interesting to be – it's going to be more interesting about how he performs. Does he try to get a knockout? Does he get a – does he? Or well, does he get a knockout? Does he go for the knockout, go for a finish, to, and get tired and end up winning a decision or, or not looking great? Like, how is he going to handle this kind of situation, a guy with a lot of experience? So, that's really what I'm interested in is to see how – more so to see how he handles the fight and – uh He's doing really well, so, you know, he might be very confident and maybe he goes and puts him out there or maybe, you know, I think it's just a big – it's a big uh, opportunity to learn. Uh, my thing – it's actually funny he comes up because I'm, I'm cool with uh, Ian. We, His wife works for Karate Combat, so like we've hung out quite a few times. He's uh, the same as you, man. He's like beyond – just fight like he's he's embedded in it, man. Mentally, he loves this shit. Like it's constantly like check out these new combos I've been working out, bro. Like I was looking at that last. He's just cerebral as hell. He just has a little bit loud of a more loud of a mouth than you. Um, I'm with you there. I think this is one of those fights. It's like you look you look dope, bro. You know you showed it against D Rod. D Rod has some. Neil has been around forever, and if you can beat him, we all know you're legit. I take Ian. I take Ian the same way Bo did. <laughs> Just riding on Bo's kid. Yeah, hell yeah, he'll protect me. Uh, yeah, I'm. Yeah. Oh yeah. So so Neil Magny, he is the last remaining fighter from my season of the Ultimate Fighter that's left in the UFC. Uh, so I will always root for him. He's a good friend. Every time he fights, every time he wins, I text him say congratulations. But I think he's going to get knocked out this time. I think uh, his biggest attribute is his pace. And his his uh, endurance, he could just go forever, and he, he's an incredibly fast fighter. But taking a short notice fight against an up and comer, uh, man, he's already up. He's just coming. Or he's, pause a second now. He he's supposed to win. I think he's pretty dominant. He says what? He was already up, and now he's coming. Was that what he said? I do verbatim, and this would be on an Aljamain Sterling card. You guys remember yeah. that meme? I'm coming on that. Yeah, clip, hey, clip that yeah, part. Yeah, clip yeah. that part, boys. And he, you guys I'm were going, complaining I'm about Ian my Gary. last breakdown. How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going Ian Gary. I'm actually going early knockout. I love Magny. I think he's a G, but I think I think Ian Gary's got him here. All right. I'm going to fuck this one up really bad. Let me say it. Let uh, Amanda me say Lemos. It. Yeah, actually, we're pretty close. Amanda Lemos. All right, go Amanda ahead. Amanda Lemos versus – do you think it's Zhang Wiley or Wiley Zhang? I, I think it's I think it's Wiley Zhang. We'll allow it. Okay. Who do we got? Bo? Dang. Hey, Zhang's minus 300, by the way, which is a yeah. lot. That's a big favorite, Bo. I'll take, I'll take Wiley. Favorite. <laughs> okay. I love it. What do you think, Matt? I think you guys are bullshit for giving me shit about my first take. You both have had just like two worders since then. 
Come on. Come on, he said. Limo fits like a truck. If I'm, yeah. No, it's, it's Zhang. It's Zhang Wiley all day. Sam. Sam's like, I don't yeah, know who the yeah, hell either one of these people Wiley. are, but go ahead. I was going to say, Wiley's going to win. I don't know who. Lyons if you saw her, you'd probably see her. You'd, you'd know I who it is. She's, a, she's fucking pretty good. I was looking at her beforehand. I have such a hard time with the women's division. I lose track of everyone but the champion for the most part. It's like the champion and Rose. Those are my I know those divisions. Uh, Wiley's going to win. And I, I couldn't give you the exact how or when. <laughs> They're your yeah. today. Uh, well, good, good for you. Yeah. I'm not knocking them. They're great divisions. They're fantastic. They're the greatest division. Hey, look, as a, as a father of two daughters, I think women can do anything they set their minds to. And and if you guys want to fight, fight. I'm going Zhang. I'm going Wiley Zhang. As I'm as Huge I'm favorite the Yoana signed card. I need the Bo signed card. Oh, look favorite at fighter him. of all time, Yoana Young Jacek. What? Yeah, really. Dead ass. All right, all right. Now now we're on to the big one because uh, Garbrandt is out. So I don't think uh, I don't think they found an opponent for that fight. So have have they officially moved up no, Weidman or no? No, they won't do that until they, they pretty haven't. much conclude they won't find right. something. Well, you, you know what? Let's let's back let's up the Chris. truck just let's a go hair. Chris Brad Tavares. Yeah, let's let's go Brad uh, Tavares minus two sixty five against Weidman at plus two twenty five because that's probably going to end up that's being a kind point. of a wild line. I mean, I get it, but that's kind of a wild line. It's a big, it's a big difference. Yeah, I like. I like five minute plus two twenty five. Honestly, yeah, same. Good odds. He's coming back from a freaking ridiculous injury, but I think he can win the fight. I just think he can win. I think he can take him down. I think he can beat him up. I think he can win the fight. I mean, yeah. What is no knock on Brad Tavares, but like, what's he really known for? Like walk off one shot power, like dragging people down. No, I mean he's. He's been a banger. He's been here forever. I, I like Brad. He's solid. But, like, yeah, I feel like Weidman has a couple attributes. Could get him in trouble, but also win him that fight. I think he can come back and, and probably drag out a decision or something. But the first time either of them throw a fucking leg kick, I'm going to be squealing. Over under on leg kicks thrown on that fight. Ooh, dude. <laughs> fucking <laughs> 10. There's like 10. And they're like, the first eight are like, are we good, bro? Are we good? Can we throw? <laughs> They're like little taps. They're a little like. Yeah. Can we be chill about this, bro? Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. It's crazy that it only happened four times in UFC. He's involved in two of them. That is crazy. It is really crazy. crazy. <laughs> uh, hopefully, hopefully it's safe. Let's keep it at two, Just two of them. Please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, Sam. Sam, who you got? Uh, I, I, I am taking Weidman. Just because in my heart, I can't predict him losing. God, I love Weidman. He's one of the greats. He beat, you know, my hero, Anderson Silva. And I, I couldn't imagine. He, he's had a terrible skid. He, he's been in the pits for a minute. And I, I just, I refuse to say out loud, I think he's going to lose. So Weidman's going to win this one. All right. I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go Brad. All right. Let's get on to the main event. I'm going Brad. Brad. You're just a contrarian, dude. I'm convinced. Yeah, that's the way hey, I've been around betting long enough to know that if everybody likes one guy, the other guy's going to fucking win. Oh, is that how right? it works? I'm, I'm vague. How it works? I'm vague. Two, we're You're, you guys are the yeah. public. We're I'm betting vague. with our hearts, too. Like, we want to. That's right. That's, that's what right. I'm, I'm an expert at. 
Yeah. I couldn't tell you. I, I mean, I watched, I watched, fuck, this has got to be, I mean, how old is wide? Weidman's got to be my age. He's like point. 39. Like, yeah, I was about to say, like, I watched, I watched well, him What are you, live. 50? Don't just uh, walk Rob, by that. How old are you? Don't you stop. Nah, I'm 41, motherfucker. I'm 41. And I watched Weidman lose his first fight to Rockhold. Yeah. I've told you guys this story where Rockhold stole my my buddy's girls. That was against Weidman on the same card that that Connor knocked I out all that one. Yeah, the spinning yeah. back the the worst. I mean, he's clowned on himself. That was the worst spinning back kick ever. Rockhold yeah. grabbed his back, and that's where it all went bad. He literally had that fight in the bag. But yeah, all right. Here's the one, boys. What what an interesting one too. All right. O'Malley against Sterling. And these guys have been these guys have been chirping back and forth quite a bit. Um, it's, it's been an interesting like lead up to the fight for me watching these guys because I honestly I can't tell how serious either one is, to be honest. And like when we were talking about how I thought the whole how we thought like the Izzy thing was just over the top and fake. I, I honestly question how much of this is actually real between uh Sean and, and Al Jermaine. Um yeah, go real. for it, bro. One's a showman. Sean, Sean puts on a Sean knows what. And I think Algermain does not like that. I think Algermain's like does. I think they actually don't like each other. I think that uh, because I think people know O'Malley's a, a showman. They know he's very you know cocky. He's talking all the time. He's he's crazy. He's smoking weed and hitting the bag and doing all the funny stuff. And I think guys are like they do not like that. I think Algermain wants to like kill him. So I'm excited to see the build up this uh this weekend who's gonna win it Aljamain's so freaking good man he's probably the most underrated fighter in the UFC right now I, I picked him against um, Piotr in the second fight I agree I, I did agree. I did too I think that he's the most underrated fighter in the UFC aside from me and uh I think that he's gonna win all right, Matt. Who's underrating you? Everybody, man. Dude, show, people show me the guy that's bullshit. When I, like when I said that whole thing about dude, Bo makes it too easy, and I think when he makes it look too easy, and then when you have someone like JDM go out through that drag out fight, like that thing I brought up earlier, and then he gets praised, like oh my god, he look at what he did on five days' notice. Uh, look what Bo did in the same thirty-eight seconds, smoked the guy. Well, that doesn't count though because. What, why? Why? Because you expect so much out of Bo? What's better than 38 seconds? 37? 36 seconds? What do you need, bitch? It doesn't make any sense to me. But that's, but that's what it is, it is. honestly. <laughs> it's, it's, it's people expect a guy that just won what, fifth, fifth fight? Yeah. Yep. People expect everything out of this guy that had four fights coming in, right? Which is insane to me. Which is fucking insane to me. And then it's like, oh, well, maybe he didn't know enough. Motherfucker, he, he was bouncing in and out like fucking Roy Jones and, and hitting like Mike Tyson against a fucking puncher. Like, what else can we expect at this point? He's going to have to do a fucking cartwheel kick to finish somebody. That's a good idea. I love Aljo. I, I love people proving people wrong. I feel like he got so much shit for, oh, beg pardon. He ate a fucking filthy knee in a fight he was clearly losing. Like, I don't think he... he 
acted, I mean, could he have kept going? Yeah, but then people call Anthony Smith stupid for not taking the title from Jones in the same situation. There's no consistency when it comes to this shit. There's just none. It doesn't matter. It's like people either don't like you and what you're going to do or they do. And dude got need pretty, pretty fucking bad. I'm cool with the way that went, but what I think is dope is they talk so much shit through him under the bus for years just for him to come back and beat Piotr Jan. I would like to see that story continue on because I feel like fans are finally coming around on Aljamain Sterling. I think, like Bo said, I think they both take this shit serious. I think people look at Sean O'Malley and say, how do you play Call of Duty and smoke weed all day? Fuck that. We're here to train. Who knows, man? I think I think O'Malley would have to pull something out of his ass to like catch him with something on this one because at least, tell me if I'm wrong here, Bo or Sam, but like Aljamain... If he gets him on the ground, it's going to be trouble. Sean's sneaky on the ground, but not like Aljo. But one benefit would be Sean strikes from range, and that's also where Aljo strikes from. If Aljo was someone to crash forward, just land a clean ass, like clinching up and land short shots, staying inside, that might be where we saw more problems on the feet. But I feel like that would be Sean's one real advantage in this, that they like to strike from the same range. But Aljo can also shoot from that range as well. Aljo is going to smoke him. Now, I'm also – Sterling – or Sterling. Uh, uh, O'Malley did not beat Piotr Jan. The judges again stepped up and st- – oh, man, I was pissed off. That might have been the biggest robbery in UFC history right there. I hated that fight or hated that decision. Anyways, the fight was a good fight. I think Aljo is going to get in there, take him down, have his way with him, send him back into the top, you know, number two spot or three spot or something. And I think he's going to really get exposed. And I like O'Malley. He's an entertaining fighter. I think he gets – I think he's the most overhyped fighter in the UFC right now. Um, and he could prove me wrong. So, Ice Bags, this is your chance to pick, you know, the opposite of everyone and maybe right. But uh, I think Aljo is going to take him down and just show him what a, a world-class wrestler can do. Yeah. So, yeah, here's my opinion as as somebody that would get beat up by everybody that we just ra- we just rattled off at every weight class. <laughs> But I'm going with Aljo. I, 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 I'm, I'm just going to say this. I, I, don't like, I don't like fake people, and I feel like... What do you think is fake about Sean? He literally just likes smoking weed and playing video games. That's what those people look like. No, but it's too much. But it's too much. It's like, it's like that guy that wants to smoke, you know, all day long. Dude, I watched a fucking video of him today. While it was quite fucking hilarious, he smoked a bong, dropped it, and then he started... started all right, it was fucking funny, but it's too much. I, th- I think the whole thing is too much. I think Aljo, if you if you look at Aljo for this fight, bro, the guy looks like an absolute monster. Like he is in shape, he's ready. I, I actually think he finishes it early. I feel like I feel like O'Malley is one of those guys that's a little bit too much hyped up by the UFC, a little too early. But that's just my opinion. And I hope I hope when we have Sean on here one day, they don't play this back, and and then he fucking fades me for Dude, you know for no, doing that. no peep this. It reminds me exactly of Bo. Help me out here. Tell me I'm wrong. This is just like I'd say Corey's a better fighter than Sean overall. Look what Aljo did to Corey, and that MMA math. I'm not saying that's but bro, Corey would be like the most applicable comparison, right, to Sean, probably. And look what he did. He backpacked him in like 45 seconds, left him cold. MMA math, just saying. There's something to MMA math. There is. You know, 
And I think that um, when you look at a guy who's a legitimate world-class grappler, if you match Aljamain up with ADCC, I don't even know if they have a 135 weight or 145 weight. If you put him in there, he's going to be very competitive, I think, in my opinion. And, uh, you know, people underestimate what it's how important being literally world-class in one discipline is, you know? So, you know, when I look at guys like that, that are world-class in one discipline and who have rounded out their skills and against the guy who really doesn't match up that great, you know, I think there's, there's really only a couple ways the fight can go. And I don't see it going well for, for O'Malley, just given the matchup. And I think that yeah, it's early for him. He's still young. Um, I don't know that he could get there ever, but against a world-class grappler, it's, it's just tough to fight guys like that. Are we all four on uh, Aljo at this point? So you guys realize that Sean, Sean yeah. probably knocks well, him out. Well, let me change. Round. I'm switching. I'm switching. This, I'm switching. Point, I'm going to be contrary on this because, dude, I, I have gotten so I, – I need to just pick the opposite of what I want to pick. We joke around about this all the time. Like that's the beautiful thing about one-on-one combat sports, right? And who who was it that I sent it to you? I sent you the text the other day, Matt. Because Matt's like, man, I swear I never pick a fucking final fight, right? And it was somebody like, uh, who was it? Was it Marab? All of them, literally all of them. Who, no, I sent you. I, I sent you a text, and it was like Marab showed his card for UFC 291, and he picked every single fight. That's me, wrong. baby. I think you sent me a screenshot of me. Right? <laughs> yeah. it was every single one. <laughs> and then we were cracking up, but it's like, that's, that's combat sports, bro. Hey, Bo, um, I don't want to hang, I don't want to keep you on here too long. I know you've been on here, on here for an hour at this point. Anything else you want to talk about or plug or whatever? You got a sports drink. You got a fucking, I don't know, something. No plugs. Just, you know, catch me on social media. Excited to be part of the Panda fam. So I appreciate y'all. Yeah. appreciate y'all uh, having me on this. This was fun. Um, fun, fun to chat with you guys. Yeah. I appreciate it. Hey, Bo, can, can I bug you for, for one more thing, please? I, I, I wanted to ask you, who who are the best five wrestlers in the UFC Ooh, now or I like ever? That. I like that. Who, who would your list be? Um, are you talking like like in in wrestling or in wrestling, MMA wrestling? Like in, who in the UFC. Do you mean are they the best wrestler as in how good were they at like – Collegiate wrestling, like 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 sport wrestling, or how good were they at wrestling in the cage? You know what I'm saying? Uh, okay. Let's say wrestling, in, wrestling the in the cage. So I look at guys who who utilize wrestling the best um, for MMA, and I definitely look at Khabib. I think that, I mean, it's without a doubt that he was the most wrestling centric kind of fighter who had the most success. Um, I look at. I'll go with um, so I'll go with Khabib. I'll go with George St. Pierre. You know, I'll start off with two guys that are not actual sport wrestlers. You know, GSP utilizes wrestling really, really well. Was able to take down a lot of really high level guys. I think John Jones is up there. Um, of course, a lot of people know him lately as a striker, but especially you know, you saw the wrestling come out in that Cyril fight. I think he could have done that to any of those guys that he had competitive fights with at 205. I think he was just literally bored. And so he just kickboxed them. But I think at any point he could have taken those guys down and finished them. Um, I look at, 
even a guy like like Chael Sonnen, very effective wrestling, very you know, um, beat the crap out of Anderson Silva for four and a half rounds, right? Uh, a guy that you know was able to have a lot of a lot of good wins, perform at a high level. Randy Couture had great wrestling at, at you know, two hundred five and heavyweight. Took a lot of guys down. I, I'm sure there's there are people that are escaping me. Daniel Cormier, Henry Cejudo, both guys with with great wrestling that you know were able to really. But but what I think what's common with a lot of these guys, maybe aside from Khabib, is they had great wrestling, and then their other skills kind of also were rising as they got better. You know, they started relying on those hands, shooting on those yeah. takedowns, coming over the top. I, I think more so than relying, they mixed them in. They mixed it yeah. up well, right? Like that's that's what and that's what you have to do as a fighter, right? Like for me, I'm working on mixing it up, working on dressing everything up, setting everything up, while utilizing like the ultimate weapon, and always having that. So you know, those guys are all guys that I watch a lot of film on, that I study, that I think competed at a high level. You know, I'm sure I'm missing other guys, but. Um, yeah, guys that I kind of, you know, try to study. Okay, I will cut the I, – I got a quick one. You could just say yes or no. And if you say don't post this, we won't. The infamous the <laughs> infamous uh, grappling match with John Jones. Oh, my gosh. Do you beat Jones or no? Well, I mean, I know, but so, you know that right. with headlines. And, and John was just uh, grappling with Gordon last week. Oh, that, right? yeah. I'll get what happened, so – I roll up to the PI. Um, I see John in the um, weight room. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, say what's up. It's, mon- it's Monday, like a week before the fight. I've never met him. So I go and I'm like, I think, oh, no. So our, we, have the, we, we were working with the same manager at the time. And um, our manager was like, basically like, oh, introduce you guys. And we go to introduce him. And I'm thinking like, oh, we're just going to like dap up or whatever. And so I go to dap up and he's like fake shot. And I'm like, all right, bro. I didn't really react because I'm like, you can grab my leg. It's all good. But then he's like, I got you. I got you. I'm like, you didn't get me, dude. Like, you faked the shot. And, uh, but it was kind of funny. And then, uh, so then I saw him the next day at media day and we started grappling around, moving around. And uh, he's freaking huge. He's 260 pounds. Yeah. I'm like joking. Like, like uh, all right, we're going to pummel a little bit. And he goes full 100% tries to foot sweep me and i'm like what's going on and i i don't fall but then i'm like all right dude like i'm gonna like i'm not gonna take you down in front of 50 people like in the middle of the makeup room but so i just like kind of like i just kind of like started moving a little bit i was just like fake 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 and i was like you're done i got you you're too slow so in my mind like that that, it was just funny though because he's a competitor on all levels at all times and and yeah he caught me off guard at first the next time I'm thinking, oh, this is very casual, full 260-pound foot sweep trying to take me down. I'm like, okay. So now I like, I'm like, I gotta like kind of let you know that you're not gonna really like do anything to me in wrestling. So then, boom, boom, boom. and he was like, oh, I didn't know what to do. And I'm like, all right, it's over. Like I would have blown you. He he had a lot of he had a lot of excuses after that one too. Let, let me let me replay this for a second. John is is like five days out from a three year from three years mm-hmm. off and fighting for the heavyweight title, and he's trying to fucking go full speed, right? And then and then Bo says, "Don't worry, I'm, I'm going to take it easy on him." Yeah, I love that. That's what that's what it was in my mind, and 
I was just I don't know the guy, so I'm unsure how he how he rolled. I love I love watching him as a competitor and stuff. And uh, yeah, I'm like, dude, you're gonna full like we're in pants and and freaking lifestyle. Like, yeah. you're gonna go foot sweep. Like, we got what's going on. <laughs> so I'm just like, all right, bro. Like, never again, never again. I'll be ready every. I got I got a theory about Jones, and I'll I'll let you go with this. I just had to bring that one up because that is that was that was fucking funny. But um, he only seems to do that to people. He really goes, all right, this motherfucker's for real, huh? He does it. Yeah. You look at Izzy. He met Izzy that one time face to face. What did he do? They start grappling. <laughs> he's done it to, uh, he's done it to them all. I had like three names in my head, but you told me the story, and now I'm like, well, well, it was it was Izzy, it was Bo, and it was me. <laughs> well, but. You got I I would love to see footage of that. He's uh definitely Look. like trying to be alpha alpha, like trying yeah. to alpha you. And he won't and pick like, on people that he doesn't think's a fucking threat. That's why he's yeah, like, like this kid's good or what? We're not about to go like a full wrestling match right here in, in the middle of the makeup room again, but I'm not gonna let you just like freaking I gotta let no. you know I I got I got you. Bo, when when are you fighting again? We'll see. Probably March, April. Right now, focused on uh, my my wife and making sure she's all good with the pregnancy, and then you know get a get a quick little training camp after that, and knock some dude out again. So that's the plan. Love it. Yeah. Bo, much love. Hey, I got one no, you're good, for you. I'm sorry. Colby and versus Usman. Would you say Colby took him yeah, down? Or took no? Yeah, I thought so. All right, that's I needed to hear that. I needed to hear it from you. 100. Ah, percent thank you. All right, y'all. Hey, I appreciate you guys. This is fun. Appreciate you, yeah. Appreciate you, man. I'll talk to you All soon. Right, sounds good. Is he not the best? He's Dude, wonderful. He's just a savage, man. Like in a in a different way. Like he thinks it. Dude, it's funny as fuck. I don't want to hurt nobody. Like I know, I know he doesn't. But good lord, bro! Like the next story, he says, "Like, dude, someone walks up talking shit, they're gonna get clapped." Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, Christ. The guy, the guy's been a killer since like he was like six years old, right? Like, oh yeah, yeah his six-year-old bow can take you down, probably. <laughs> we got to set up a John Jones bow charity match. I mean, you you remember the very first time we had him on for fifteen minutes, and he was like, "Yeah, I trained a week to to grapple with Gordon." He was like, and I went nine rounds with him. He's like, if I went with him now. Four grappling classes is what he said. Yeah. And he said, and he said, if we went now, if he said, if we went now, I'd get him. <laughs> I, yeah, it's hard to like ever count that dude. Yeah. Right. Hey, like hey. that level of confidence is like, and it's legit. It's not the bullshit. Like Sam, you and I have talked about this. Like the Izzy overconfidence, overcompensating type of thing is is one thing that it's kind of easy for us to see through. But his is his is 100% fucking legit. Like he thinks he can beat anybody. Yeah, Izzy has what, 30 kickboxing fights and now 30 MMA fights, something like that. Uh, Bo has 10,000 wrestling matches and he won almost all of them. Uh, it just it leads to a different breed, a different blood in your system. So yeah, it's just I don't need to tell you how good I am. I'm that good, and you'll find out real soon. In fairness, I think Izzy had like 75 kickboxing fights and lost like two. Let me look, dude. Yeah, he had 70. He had 80 fucking kickboxing fights, 75 wins. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, <laughs> there's few people out there. That- Fights than me, and he's got more fights than me. Yeah, that's yeah. 
And I'm not, I'm not shitting on any in on Izzy in any way. I mean, Izzy's the fucking goat. He's a champ right now. Like, but Bo is just one of those guys that he's humble. He, he knows what he has. And, and I think he fucking delivers. I mean, he's delivered every single time so far and he's not in a rush, which is, which is different to me. Right? Like all these guys want to go, 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 go. But he's like, Yo, he's like, no, I'll just, you know, I'll take the next fight one at a time. And, 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 and I liked hearing him say he was very calculated in taking that, uh, that Woodburn fight, right? Because like uh, Wonder Boy didn't take the fight and you can't blame him when he was like, all right, we have a problem here. The guy's overweight. This has happened before or, or to guys that, that somebody falls out and then they get replaced with somebody and it's somebody that they don't know anything about. You have you you can't say like oh well you shouldn't you you should take that fight immediately because you shouldn't yeah that that's a mistake I made a lot in my career is I always took okay. I my last day yeah. I think between the total of them I had like three weeks notice uh-huh. uh, and it's just it's always been who I am and I don't regret it but I understand what maybe I could have done had I not not done it that way yeah. There's just something to be about being calculated at the, especially at a young age with some, with so few fights, right. To be calculated and to be like, I went to my team, I talked to them like half the team split on whether I should, whether I shouldn't. And I made the decision that I should. And then obviously mm-hmm. we saw him out of that probably, I mean, to me by far his most spectacular highlight of his UFC career even though he tapped, you know, I mean, the fucking John card, he tapped the guy out in like 45 seconds. But that right there was like a defining moment of, holy shit, this guy is lightning fast. He's got hands. He's got wrestling. So it was the right decision in that case. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's quick. Like, his brain works quick. The way he was describing, yeah, I read this, and so I changed that, and I did that. And that it's incredible. And then after, after that first submission fight, there was a low blow involved. And he had the presence of mind of never admitting it. I he didn't bring it up. He said no, it didn't happen. Oh, it gets and it, it's something that yeah, yeah. And most people would kind of start apologizing already. He, he was fast enough. I mean, mentally to to realize no, I just ignore it, just blow through it. I'm not letting anyone take this away from me. And that, that's hard to find. Like you and me talked about Ed Herman and Robertson earlier. <laughs> it's like just like that. They ain't gonna call it. Keep yeah, moving, well, baby. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that fight that Ed's my hero because of that. That was, that was incredible. The way he was able to play it off. Like he did. I love how people get like the people get upset about that. Like, dude, it's a smart play. You make those types of play, yeah. you know, it's a trick play almost. It's like, didn't get called. Mm-hmm. I ran with it. What are you going to do about it? That's the sport. Um, yeah. nah, that's funny. I do want to, let me, let me defend Izzy for a second. Cause I've been like kind of thinking about this for a second. I feel like Izzy gets a bad rap. I really do. I think he gets a bad rap, and I think he, like, the whole, the outburst against Duplessis in the cage. Too much. It's like, whatever. It's a a little bit too much, but it's whatever. I mean, who knows how much he'd been drinking the whole time there, and we can all understand that how that goes. But I think that type of energy can be explained over his past and then also, like, his UFC career. He's been overlooked a lot despite being one of the most dominant. He's one of the most active champs. Then he got shit on for so long because this guy comes and chases him down. The UFC fast tracks him 
up to a title fight against him where he put in work to get there. Look at the work Izzy put in in a very short amount of time, too, to get up to the title shot, get to that to that level. And then Perea comes over and because for whatever reason, you know, a lot of fans don't like him or whatever. You know, everyone was, ha, here comes the boogeyman to take you out again in your, you know, the new sport you conquered. And then, you know, he, he lost that fight, gets just memed to hell. Like, for comes back, wins that shit. You know, he took a chance against Jan, lost that. I feel like there's a lot of reasons why he'd be a little bit outburstish and, like, protective about himself and honestly kind of just pissed off at some point. Uh, do I, you know, again, I already said a little much on, on the Duplessis thing, but I think Izzy is a very real guy. I've been to one of his after parties before with Boogerbeard. He literally, not, like, at the party, like, Oh, yeah, they get to hang out in that room, but we're over here. No, we got taken into the area with, like, Francis Ngannou, Leon Edwards, and uh, that's when he fought Nate Diaz. And uh, Izzy had just beaten uh, Marvin. And Izzy's one of the most down-to-earth people I have ever met, and I do feel like I just need to stand up for him. Not that he needs that. That's what he needs, Matt. He needs you standing up for him. I know, dude. Like, I'm, I'll be his secret cool. service. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but no dude Izzy's a great fucking guy and I think when you look into it there's a lot of reasons he, he's a little bit outburstish sometimes and I think so I'm, I'm not saying he's not right and and, yeah. and here's my thing is like believe me I'm the last one to be able to judge anybody yeah on- I'm just saying this for the YouTube like for the people that comment yeah. shit and they're like no one defended it like no I see it both ways man I see it but, both but ways the, the, the Drykas deal was so over the top it was fucking it was. obnoxious it was annoying it was like it was to me. It was fake, um, and it was just. It was not like what I expected out of Izzy as a champ, right? Um, but you know, look, I've I've run into Izzy, you know, previously prior to that, um, in the nightclub and things like that. He's always seemed like a nice guy, but like I'm the last one to judge on this on this kind of shit. But at the same time, when you're kind of in that spotlight, you have a certain expectation to live up to, right? And it's like, mm-hmm. do you want your persona? Do you want your persona to be this, or do you want your persona to be that? And you kind of have to choose. Yo, I saw this video the other day, and it was absolutely hilarious, right? And it was like, um, guy shows up to the boxing gym and wants to fight, just wants to spar with the with the head instructor. Okay, so the camera's in there. This fucking white dude jumps in. He's got like are a you Boston sure it's not, accent. Are you sure have it's you not Charlie Zelenoff? He's he's literally the most important. He made a name off doing that. Oh, I don't Charlie's know. Charlie's Charlie's Elenoff, white kid. Okay. So I, I doubt it because this was like a this was like a 55, 60 year old guy that comes in. Oh, 50, well, he's no. got to be 55, right? No. Comes no. in okay. and he's like, you know, I, I want to fight. I just want to spar. And and the and the instructor's pretty good sized black dude, right? And he's like, Are you sure you want to? And he's like, Yeah. So the guy's talking shit. And he's like, he's like, uh, you know, putting his glove, don't even know how to put his gloves on. They're helping to put his gloves on. And the instructor's like, um, you know. You just don't come in here and spar people, and the guy says, "Oh, you don't know who I am." Like, like he's from around the neighborhood. You know what I mean? And uh, they put the fucking gloves on, dude. And I'm telling you, he he wait, he, he just backs up a bit and counter punches him and knocks him on his fucking head. And the guys, hey, and the guys, like you can tell as soon as he gets up, right? He's like his the, the birds are chirping. He's fucking, he's like spinning in circles. He's not looking good. And the guys, like, hey, man, the instructor's like, yo. You just don't come into a boxing gym and do this kind of stuff. 
And the guy's like, no, let's just keep going. And it's literally like one miss and fucking counterpunch again. And the guy just fucking hits the canvas again. And by, it takes like three of these before the guy's, he don't even know where he's at at this point. And he's like, you don't walk into a fucking boxing gym and challenge people to spar for no fucking reason. He's like, you came in angry. He's like, this is the kind of shit that'll humble you. Unfortunately, it doesn't really seem to uh, really humble people. Most of them, at least. Hey, you know something else that's happened uh, since we've spoken last? Uh, Nate Diaz fought the Paul brother, uh, Jake. That was, I predicted it wrong. I, I picked Diaz to win. So I'm, I was wrong about that one. I don't understand boxing. But but I, I had Diaz win, and I thought he was going to win. And then he didn't. Nah. Funny, funny enough, dude, I get all my MMA picks wrong. They're only my official picks, though, on here, man. I need to start taking it more serious because I'm better than that. I'm, like, legit better than that. I pick with my heart. Right. But Nate, boxing, I pitch, I pick right. Like, dude, yeah. Nate is not a fucking boxer, bro. And I'm not talking about Jake Paul fights. I'm talking about, like, Jake. Jake's better than people give him credit for for how long he's been doing it. And Nate Diaz is not the good boxer out of the two brothers. He, did you guys watch it? Yeah, fuck yeah, I did. What the fuck? Yeah. I found it a looked free like, on It looked like Nate had marshmallows attached to his fucking You could have told you that. I could have told you that ahead of time. It was the softest it, punches it, I've ever seen in my life for the first two or three rounds. Dude, he does not yeah. start swinging hard and hitting hard until you're gassed. That's when he, he starts did. doing that. He did. Like, like round, what, eight or something, he kind of turned it on, which I was shocked. But I think Jake was a little tired. And, that you know, Nate does punches and bunches, right? So – it was it was interesting to see, but like I thought I thought I thought Jake was gonna take him out in the first round. It legitimately looked like he was gonna take him out in the first round. It looked like Nate gassed three or four times, but didn't, and then came back strong in the in the later rounds. But yeah, yeah Nate's not a boxer. Jake's Jake's a decent boxer. I'm not gonna say he's not. Um, well, he's, he's the only boxer he's even fought. He lost to. So it doesn't. My yeah. only problem with Jake Paul. My only problem. Is not even him because I get what he's doing. It, of course, I get what he's doing. I cannot stand the fans that don't see that. Yeah. So, like, wild. if this is going to be MMA versus boxing, that's fine. But then we need to be genuine about who he's bringing over to box him. Woodley is his best win by far. By far. I, even over yeah. Anderson Silva. Anderson didn't look like himself. And that wasn't even like there was no memorable shit from that fight at all. He keeps picking people that are either so far over the hill, and I mean that with the most respect, but over the hill in a sport they don't really compete in, it's just a facet of their game, or people that were never good strikers and beat Conor McGregor. So it gives you Askren, bro. You really you you boxed Askren, like you boxed okay Nate Diaz, the worst after striker him. in UFC history. L- literally, pro- he was proud of like never training strike. He's like, I didn't need it. So it's wild. It's wild. I just need people to understand Jake Paul, who he picks, which is smart. It's fine. But do not sit there and act like, oh, your boy lost again. We know. But we also know who the fuck you picked. That's all I'm saying. You want to win over the MMA fans? We'll shut up if you pick someone good. So I I did want to go into this with Bo and and just didn't want to, like, drag on the interview. But I did want to ask him because he's he's in with Jake Paul's crew with Better. They're a sponsor of uh, Bo. They're they're like you know a stake or a DraftKings or whatever, and they're 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 doing their platform right. And they're 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 sponsoring a lot of fighters. They're putting on fights. Like I like what they're doing. Uh, and obviously, there's a demand for it, right? Like we may not like it, we may not respect it, but there's a demand for it. 
But it's like when I was a little kid, I also mm-hmm. thought wrestling was real. And that's how a lot of these fucking 25-year-olds think this shit is. They're like, oh, this is real boxing. It's not. It's fucking WWE. Exactly what I'm saying, right? So, like, people are sitting there acting like this is legit. These are the best MMA strikers versus the best box. No, it's not. Thank you. Sorry, Sam. Go ahead. No, I was saying it's real to me is the old wrestling (laughs) meme. Uh, Probably six or seven years ago, I got to spar with the with the brothers. So I was at. We'll rewind a little bit more. I was at uh, the MMA Junkie Awards or something in Vegas, and some guy said, "Hey, you look familiar. Are you someone?" I said, "Yeah, I'm Smiling Sam Alvey." And he kind of looked me up and down. And he said, "Hey, do you know who the you know who Logan Paul is?" And I said, "I'm I'm sorry, sir. I have no idea. I, I've been around the sport for a long time." He said, "Oh, well, he's kind of a big YouTube guy." Oh, okay. So then I'm talking to the guy and I'm like looking him up. It's like, holy God, this guy's got 20 million whatever's on on, on YouTube and Twitter and all that. that. That's incredible. So, well, hey, he's got a boxing fight com- coming up and you're about the right size. Would you come out and spar with both the brothers? I said, sure. I gave him my number. Milton was his name. I gave Milton my number and uh, I didn't expect to ever hear from him again. And a few weeks later, he called. He said, hey, the Logan brothers would, or the Paul brothers would, would love to have you out. I said, okay, cool. Just tell me when and where. So we set it up. I pulled up to their house, still not really knowing who the guys are. Uh, and they live in a castle, or at least they did when they're in California. I pulled sure up and they had five or six cars in my house. I mean, it was incredible. Uh, I, I got into their house. They had an Olympic sized boxing ring in their living room. It, it was it was just nuts. So I, you know, said hi to everyone. Apparently, the the lead actress for uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was there. I didn't know the show at the time. I did watch the show. It's a good show after a while. But I, I got in and shook everyone's hands and I, and then I got to spar Logan. And uh, Logan, very athletic. He's like built like he's an athlete. And so he was throwing, I, I always say, the two most dangerous people in any gym is the guy that just walks in and any girl ever because neither of them know how hard they hit. Uh, and Logan is swinging like a guy who just walked into you know, whoa, everything he got from every angle. Uh, and I was doing the best I could to be just a good punching bag, just someone to give him work. I understand I'm the pro and he's the guy trying to be a boxer. Uh, and I end up sticking this jab, boom, and it catches him and it walks him back. Oh, and <laughs> I, I'm like, oh God, oh God, I killed him. Oh God, I broke his jaw. I was so worried. Uh, and so he took some time, and then he finished. He got back in and finished his rounds. And it's like, wow, that was something else. Uh, I, I was really impressed with, with with him for not staying down, uh, because I, I every now and then you make contact with a punch, and you'll know it's too hard. It's like, ooh, I'm sorry, this was that punch. Uh, and he was, and cool. there's that, and there's that freeze too, where like, is he gonna come back at me hard too, or are we gonna, <laughs> are we, am I saying sorry? Like, yeah. <laughs> But hey, but respect yeah. for that, right? hundred percent. Yeah. And I, I, I didn't. I haven't told this story much, like ever, because you know it happens in the gym, stays in the gym. But this yeah. was six or seven years ago. Maybe if we were to fight again, he'd kick my ass. I, I don't know. This is just one time he hadn't no. boxed yet. Let's find he was out. Just learning how to do it, and I, I hit him. He he headbutted my fist a little harder than than he probably meant to, uh, and I, I'm really. I, I love the experience, but because of that one punch, Jake wouldn't spar me, and I was really disappointed. So I went out there, I got my, I think it was like six or seven rounds in, and then I got to sit around their house for a little while longer, watch Jake hit mitts, but he wouldn't spar me because of that punch. 
That's actually funny as fuck. That is Sam funny. Alvey <laughs> set down Jake unintentionally. Logan. No. <laughs> set, set down Jake. With a Jake bunch of, yeah. No. Do you not get what I'm saying, man? He set oh. them both down. Because then Jake didn't want a piece of it at by the end. And like we're yeah, not talking shit, it. but they were still so new, man. And I gotta give it to those kids, like I said at the beginning. Jake's the better boxer for sure. Logan, you're you're correct. I mean, that dude, like you're correct about Logan. I'm not calling you Logan, but like uh that dude's like I mean, he's probably on some gear, but I don't give a fuck. You're a YouTube star. I don't give a shit what you do. Yeah, um but no, he he's they've always had not so much Jake. I feel like Logan. Oh, he wrestled in high school or something. But that's a Logan, crazy story to have. Yeah, he yeah, he might have wrestled in college. Wow. Yeah, and then he became a billionaire with his YouTube thing. So he, he does. He does WWE now. Yeah, he's actually good at it. He's good. Oh, he's great. I've seen like a couple clips. I don't like WWE. I, I don't. I don't either. But it, I just but I don't care about good at what he does. You know what I mean? He does some flying shit that even I was like, damn. Yeah. How that word? He and Ricochet. It was the Royal Rumble. He and Ricochet. They jumped off the top rope on other end, on the either one end they... of the ring. Boom! Bounced off it. Middle of the ring. It was one of the coolest things I've ever seen in the WWE. Bro, it was incredible. And this was like I remember that one. Ring. Yes, was, I remember specifically that. And I was like, damn. Let, yeah. Like, let, 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 us not, let, let us make this well known that we're we're huge Paul brother fans. And we love better. And if you guys want to sponsor the podcast, we're we're all about it. Have you seen the dude who goes, "Yeah, I'd beat your ass." Yeah, Derek. it's a That's, joke. It's a joke. I, people hate it. Doesn't Derek, matter. Derek doesn't matter. Better has stick. ruined. Has ruined. It doesn't. It does it's matter. Because if everyone goes, "Oh, okay, better steak or DraftKings? Which one am I going to download?" Oh, better. Like that dude, Derek from that shit. Fuck that guy. No, it does matter. They're going to think of us three from here on out. <laughs> well, see, that's different. Yeah, they make – okay, we go, okay, guys. Sam, tell we them to shut them. up. We're going we're gonna to do better, a whole Hey, thing. a better strokes is a fat check, Sam. What do we do? We cash it, don't we? We take the fat check. <laughs> we don't worry about fucking the nerdy guy from fucking better asking questions in the audience. We can care less. Bro, better no. That company can suck it. If you're hiring that dude as your guy's social like plant implant, no, they're doing. What something are you talking wrong. about? We're just talking about a fucking sponsor for the show. We're not trying to replace you, Mac. All right, Mac. Mallory That's not what I'm talking about, Derek. From better, that dude has ruined that person's like that company's branding on social media. You say better now, and you go, oh, like that fucking kid. Ugh. Well, no one wants. They'll to figure this. that out and they'll fucking fire him and move on. And maybe you're the next. Maybe you're the next Derek. I don't. I don't know if I take that as a compliment or either way. All right, word. I'm just saying. <laughs> fuck. fuck uh, better if you're watching. I'll be the next Derek. I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sam's like, fuck it. I'll. I'll fucking be Derek. Oh, yeah. Dude, what kind of dumb weird. questions you want me to ask? I'll ask him. <laughs> All right, boys. Derek, hey, good episode. Sam Great isn't. Episode. Sam isn't 110 pounds. And looks like the absolute biggest pussy in the world, talking mad shit to some. No, bro, I'm telling you, watch. Mac, I'm is, start... re Mac is really upset about this Derek kid because Dude. that's on the streets, man. On the social media streets, no, hey, they ruined I, that. I want y'all to clip this this section here 
We need a Mac versus Derek like Dude, battle off. Me on, and Bane were trying to get that to work, and he went private. Of, of this is all old news. Yeah, man. clip that shit. News. Clip that shit. Mac. And okay, Derek watch. Go ahead and it. clip this. Derek from Better, Better, Better Bullshit. Whatever. Get in the ring with Bane. Don't go on private after you talk all that shit. Why don't you get in the fucking ring with him? Because I'm double his size. Sounds like I'm a good double his size. Take you, it. It's the rule of every MMA class I've ever taught. Never pick on someone bigger than you. That is not the number one rule. You then why is then why is Mac punching down to one twenty? I'm no, signing my boy up. I'm saying fight lower, my boy. Punch lower. Fight. Mac and Ray are gonna fight. I'm not fighting Pagano. Oh, so you're saying? <laughs> <I'm just laughs> okay. All right, you beat my ass. I beat better. Der- Derek better's ass. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's how it works. All right, boys, let's sign off. Right. Another episode of fucking Overdogs. Great one. Uh, I think we're filming with John on Friday. Sweet. So we'll yeah. see. That we'll see. Yeah. But yeah. we do. We got to bring up how Bo smashed him in the wrestling. Mac, you want Mac? He wants you to sign off with your YouTube and shit. I don't have a YouTube, but I will tell you this. I think Overdogs, you're saying hours, hours, you fuck. I was getting to it, man. It was going to be an underhanded pitch. <laughs> never seen softball before. All right, peep this. Guys. Wait, are you guys still here? Am I pitching this still? Okay, I think I'm still pitching this. You guys can't just exit the call. I didn't know what was happening. All right, guys. Thanks for coming to another episode of uh, Overdogs Podcast. It's pretty good stuff. We have only legends on here. Bo Nickel, undefeated. You heard Ice Bags just say it. We might have someone even more goaded next week. We're going to have to talk about their grappling exchanges. Do not forget. Follow us on all social medias, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Hit the follow. Hit the subscribe button. And we'll be back with more banger content at least once a month before these banger numbered UFC paper picks. We will see you guys next time. Mac Malley out.